After arresting Jesus, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter was following at a distance. They lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat around it, and Peter sat down with them. When a maid saw him seated in the light, she looked intently at him and said, This man too was with him. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. A short while later, someone else saw him and said, You too are one of them. But Peter answered, My friend, I am not. About an hour later, still another insisted, Assuredly, this man too was with them, for he is also a Galilean. But Peter said, My friend, I do not know what you are talking about. Just as he was saying this, the cock crowed, and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the cock crows today, you will deny me three times. He went out and began to weep bitterly. The Gospel of the Lord. Witness, worship, and, and weeping. Three of the many things that disciples of the Lord Jesus do. We witness, we worship, we weep. And today, Peter, the prince of the apostles, teaches us the virtue, the value, of weeping, of contrition. The Lord turned and looked at Peter and he went out, says the Bible, and wept bitterly. But to understand weeping as a virtue, as a virtue for a disciple of Jesus, it will, it will be helpful for us to remember a fundamental truth. To remember one of Peter's very early encounters with Jesus. So let's go back for a moment. Three years earlier, more or less. Let's go back near the beginning. Jesus is teaching near the, near the Sea of Galilee. He gets in Peter's boat. He says, you know the story. Put out into the deep and lower your nets to the catch. Peter, we've caught, we've fished all night and caught nothing, but at your command, we will do it. It's one of the virtues of Peter. Like he's always willing to listen. He's always willing to do stuff. He's always willing to take a chance and to take a risk. Even though he fails over and over again, he's always willing to take that step out, to take that step in faith, to go to reach out because of his relationship with Jesus. So they go out into the deep and 
Jesus tells them where to lower the nets. They lower the nets and they pull in this great, great catch of fish. And what does Peter do? He fell down at Jesus' knees. Depart from me, O Lord, for I am a sinful man. Like another man in the Gospels who says, Lord, I am not worthy that You should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my servant shall be healed. Depart from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. Lord, I, I am not worthy. I know my weakness. I know my limitations. I know that without You, I can do nothing. And Jesus replied, Do not be afraid. Henceforth, you will be catching men. Peter, Jesus, doesn't say to Peter, You're not a sinner. Because Peter is a sinner. Jesus doesn't say to Peter, don't worry about it, Peter. You're worthy of my love. Because he's not. Don't worry about it, Peter. You're worthy to be in my presence. Because he's not. No. Jesus says, do not be afraid. Yes, you are a sinner. But do not be afraid. Know you are not worthy, but do not be afraid. Know you cannot do this on your own, but do not be afraid. And because we know from another place in the Bible, from the first letter of St. John, that perfect love cast out all fear, we can be assured that when Jesus says, do not be afraid, He is imparting to Peter His love. So Peter is sinful and loved. Peter is not worthy but he's loved. Peter, of himself, is insignificant. He's just some guy. But he is loved by God Himself, by the God who created the universe. And that makes all the difference. So, three years later, Peter is still anxious to serve Jesus well. To give everything for Jesus. I'll fight for you, Jesus. I will die for you, Jesus. I am ready to go to prison and to death 
Peter had said to Jesus just a few hours earlier. And now, when asked predicted, he denies Jesus. He receives again this look of love. The Lord turned and looked at Peter. He was cut to the heart. A look that can only be filled with love because God is love. And a look that cuts to the heart because Peter was able to see his sin matched up with Jesus' love. I didn't respond to his love. I denied Him. I did the same thing as Judas. He's cut to the heart. And He goes out and weeps bitterly. Sadness, weeping, is a gift because it opens our souls to love. Sadness is a gift because it opens our souls to love. There's actually a movie about this. It's called Inside Out. You ever seen that? It's a, it's a Disney movie about like emo- the emotions that are going on like in the in the mind or in the psyche of this like I don't know ten year old girl. And the whole the whole premise of the movie is what do I do with sadness? And this this girl, she had a somewhat traumatic experience early in her life. It, it, it wasn't objectively a big deal, but subjectively for her, it was a big deal. It was this moment of sadness in her life. And so from then on, she didn't know what to do with sadness. That's the whole premise of the movie. I'm going to spoil it for you, so close your ears if you the whole premise of the movie is what do I do with sadness and the whole the whole movie is like these personified emotions in the psyche of the girl trying to push sadness off to the side or trying to um, jump over sadness or trying to turn sadness into happiness which as you can expect never works so at the end of the movie The girl goes back more deeply into her memory. And she remembers that right after this sad experience, her mom, her dad, and her sister or somebody came up to her. And they all like gave her a hug or or something. And she experienced, because of her sadness, a new depth of love. A new depth of belonging. A new depth of even, we might say, fulfillment. Sadness breaks open our hearts to love. And the church knows this 
Because the church tells us that we come to confession with contrition. That at the, towards the end of our confession, we make an act of contrition. And what does contrition mean? Well, literally, it means with sadness. Is it? It's a Latin word, and it means with sadness. For confession, we also part of the, the sadness is that we have this resolution to admit to amend our lives. Sure. To avoid the near occasion of sin. The church is wise to say that we come to confess with sadness because the church knows that sadness, that weeping, breaks open our hearts to love. So when Jesus wants to talk about something that we don't want to talk about, like He did with the woman at the well, I don't need to deflect anymore. Because even though this makes me sad, I know that the sadness will open my heart to love. When I am being persecuted like the man born blind, when, I be, when I'm being pushed, without, when I'm being threatened to be ostracized, when I have physical or spiritual or uh, emotional difficulties and desolations, I don't have to be afraid. Because the sadness will open my heart to love, to healing, to freedom. Imagine this. Imagine not being afraid anymore. This, I think, is the hidden... I don't even know how to say it. The hidden something of Christianity. If we're really with Jesus all the time, we don't have to be afraid. The early Christians knew this so well as they went to martyrdom. The early Christians knew this well as they were thrown into prison, as they were beheaded, as they were burned alive, as they were fed to lions. What are they going to do to me? What can they do to me? The worst they can do is they can kill me. And if they kill me because I love Jesus, I'm going to heaven. But that's the point. All right, I'm going to go. St. Ignatius of Antioch, he says to the Christians in Rome, 
He says, I, I long to be ground up like wheat in the teeth of the lions, and I know that if you save me from the, the lions, that you do not love me. That doesn't mean that we're foolish. I think it's St. Therese who says, when she's talking about the value of suffering, says, but don't go looking for it. Because it's going to come. You don't need to go looking for it. It's going to come. But when it does come, I don't have to be afraid. When Jesus wants to talk about something that hurts, I don't have to be afraid. When I'm pushed and when I'm threatened with ostracization, when I'm threatened with wickedness in the world, when I'm threatened even up to death, I don't have to be afraid because I know that the difficulty will open my soul to love and in receiving the love of God, I will be fulfilled, I will be free, I will be happy. Praise God for suffering. Praise God for persecution. Praise God for sadness, for weeping. In the early days, there were there were all these little girls, the virgin martyrs, maybe like twelve or fourteen or or growing up at eighteen or whatever. And they said, "Look, I, I fall in love with Jesus. I'm going to be married to Jesus." And then, of course, somebody, some pagan Roman, would come and want to marry him. They're like, "No, I'm married. No." I'm married to Jesus. And then the pagan Romans, they would turn him into the government because being Christian was illegal at that time. And they would say, alright, now you still want to be married to Jesus after we torture you? Alright, you still want to be married to Jesus after we throw you in prison? Alright, you still want to be married to Jesus now that we're about to kill you in a horrific way? And all of them Yes. 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 You can't do anything to hurt me. Perfect love casts out fear. No more deflection. No more fear. I will weep and I will love. Sadness, contrition, opens my soul to love and love sends me out on mission. And we fast forward again till after the resurrection. Jesus has risen from the dead. He appears to the disciples, to the apostles, on the shores of the Sea of Galilee, there's the fish and the charcoal fire, and he calls Peter off to the side. Peter who had abandoned him, Peter who had denied him, Peter who had sinned grievously. That surely that was a mortal sin. I don't know Jesus. And Peter, who denied Jesus three times, is asked by Jesus three times, Do you love me? Yes, Lord. I love you. You know that. Perhaps I love you imperfectly. And we can all say that. We can all say those words. 
here today. Yes, Lord, I love You. I love You imperfectly, but I love You. And Jesus says, Feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Do not be afraid, Peter. From now on, you will be catching men. Contrition opens the heart to love and love leads to mission. Jesus says here in different words almost the same thing that He said three years before. Before Peter had committed all those sins. Peter is not disqualified from his mission by his sins. Peter is not disqualified from his mission because of his sins, and neither are you. Go! Make disciples. But Lord, I'm not worthy. Don't be afraid. Go! Make disciples. But Lord, I have sinned against You. And I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Go! Make disciples. You are not disqualified. Yes, weeping. Yes, contrition. Yes, confession. And come Follow me.